Hashtag hello and welcome. My name is the Alpha Female and you are listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Whoa! G'day, Maddie's Bushwhacker Luke here. 2015 Hall of Famer. And you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Yeah! Whoa! This is pro wrestling's only modern day Viking gunner and you're on Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, this is Nick Magnus Tolders and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hi, this is Leva Blue Pants Bates and you are listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, this is Jeff Jarrett, the king of the mountain and founder of Global Force Wrestling. And you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, f- <laughs> fellas, uh, uh, you guys have a great day. And, and this is only because I'm talking to Canadians. It is actually spitting snow in Tennessee. See? Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> That's <We're> a great <laughs> we've, we've had 70-degree weather here. For, I mean, we really had a warm December. And I get on the phone with damn Canadians and we're spitting snow. So. So let's try this once again. Uh-huh. Now Parrish is actually hearing me and hopefully uh, Corporate Joe, uh, hopefully you can as well. Just shoot me a quick message and let me know. But we're going to get right into some professional wrestling talk and news. Stuff that I think that most people are not talking about. So we're going to run through some of this stuff quickly. And then I'm going to try my hand at raiding someone i'm gonna try okay i've do you never want, done it before do you want to hear something amazing yes i do shinsuke nakamura is wrestling on nxt tonight yeah that wow. is why i'm like because i'm also watching nxt to prep for taking over there is so much so like kevin owens is going to be at the show right. i was just we gonna got say shinsuke that. rhea ripley the D- judgment day the good brothers we also have Raquel Rodriguez. I mean, they are putting they are putting stars out there to compete with AEW tonight. One hundred percent, definitely are. One hundred percent, they are. And this is a go home show too. Mm-hmm. Holy shit! So Joe, I'm gonna have a lot Joe of fun tonight. With Dick and... <laughs> so You're gonna like... have a lot of fun tonight. Oh when is that God. happening? When are you and Astrid going live? It's uh ten ten Eastern, so uh, basically whenever, I mean if we're reaching that point here, what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna throw out my live, uh, Twitter video, just to kind of get it get it going, just so people are aware. But yeah, ten ten that's when Taking Over episode six begins. Oh, awesome! Joe can hear us. Chris is here. Chris Best is here as well. Um, Chris, one of these days we got to get shit figured out and uh, get you on the show as well to talk some professional wrestling here. I'm going to start out. I'm not going to talk. I don't think I'm going to talk any NXT tonight because, well, you guys are the masters at that and Mm -hmm. can take care of that. What I am going to talk about is Bobby Lashley starting off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Bobby Lashley. Okay. So back when he was 20. He says, when I turn 40, that's when I'm going to retire. Do you know how old Bobby Lashley is now? I think he's like, what, 42, 43? 46. Oh, well, I mean, this is going to be maybe a controversial thing to say, maybe not, but uh, black don't crack. You can't tell. 46 years old. He clearly has a new... R-Truth looks like he's 12. I mean, who knows? R-Truth has always looked like he's 12, whether he was Mm -hmm. R-Truth or or Truth or K-Quick or whatever you wanted to call him. That guy just does not freaking age. Insane. Does not freaking age. 
So you are somebody who is still in the world of professional wrestling. You are still yeah. inside the ring. I want to ask you. Okay, so okay. this is what Bobby Lashley says. Might corporate big Joe Joe says sorry I couldn't make it on tonight, guys, but he had to go into work. It's perfectly fine, brother. Perfectly fine. That's why you're corporate Joe. Bobby Lashley says his new end date for when he is going to retire is when the boys say it's time to retire. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? <laughs> this is a heavy question for me. Um, Cause I, I have a date for myself of when I'm like, okay, more or less. I'm also, right. I'm also different. I feel because I know, I know there's a lot of things I'm not able to cap or I'm not capable of doing in a ring that I was a few years ago. Okay. Um, I realize that I'm aware of that. I also know, hey, if maybe I uh, stopped drinking as much and got into shape a little bit, maybe I could. I don't know. Um, but when you get older, you, you do hurt more. Oh, Your yeah. body tells you a little bit more. Um, but at the same time, the respect from your peers is everything in professional wrestling um, because those are the people that you bust your ass for day in and day out because, I mean, you put your life in their hands, they do the same to you. So, yeah, at the end of the right. day, if you know the people who look out for you the most are the ones traveling with you, working with you every night, and they're the ones telling you that, they're the ones who are probably the most honest because family has a, a nearsighted thing because they're going to have an emotional level uh, that's a little different from uh, somebody who works with you. Uh, fans are going to be just fickle, so you don't ever want to trust, needless to say. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think that's a great thing. I mean, but with... With that in mind, you got to also make sure that your body is, uh, you're listening to your body first and foremost as, too, as well. I was one of those ones that did not listen to my body enough. And finally, my doctor said, uh, you need to listen to me. So I did. <laughs> That's what it was. Joe is so right here with his statement. Uh, we respect the hell out of you. Well, thank you. 100%. I appreciate that. Too. And I think just to kind of touch on that, I think that's what you strive for a lot of people are money driven a lot of people are moment driven there's a lot of people that are respect driven and if they can earn that respect from everyone i mean yeah the fan like getting those that respect from the fans means a lot because you rather be someone that the fans want to see than someone the fans don't want to see um right but when you can get the respect of the people that you work with day in and day out that means a lot and probably more so than anything so, I mean, I understand why he puts that that opinion on so much, like, why it weighs so much on him. Totally understandable. And, and going back to that respect thing, that was something that I always strove for as well. Sure, the money would have been great to be able to make the big contract money, but, mm -hmm. but the respect coming out of it afterwards, when shows come through town, they know who I am. They know who I am. When the CWE comes through town, I'm always being asked, hey, can you do this? Can you do that? Can you do whatever, right? Because they know. I've helped run the merch tables. I've helped with, uh, I did commentary one time. Uh, you know, like there's there's all these different things. And the boys still respect me. 
which is fantastic because that's something that I never wanted to lose. So, yeah, and um, so just to give you kind of a personal story, um, yeah, at the last Love Wrestling show, I not only wrestled there, I also wrestled in Lethbridge, Alberta, at the NMAX Center, which is where their junior hockey team plays. Um, and I've been wrestling down in Lethbridge since the beginning of that the time of that company for just okay. a little over 11 years now and that was easily the biggest show they've ever done and by no means am i a marquee guy on that show or was i mean carlito caribbean cool was on the show johnny divine is on that show we had a cage match for the championship kyle sebastian who i have a lot of respect for is on that show um yeah so there's a lot of people there um that you know, by far deserved to be a marquee over me, in my opinion. However, hearing a lot of people come to me and say, thank you, we couldn't be where we're at without your contributions. Um, for that, that meant a lot because I know, like, I knew I had the respect over someone, but just hearing that verbal sometimes, like, just really uh, re-innovates that passion that you have. And then the same with the love show. I had a few people come up to me and just say, Hey, um, thank you for what you've done to help me kind of get here. And I, I very much appreciate it and we love you for it. So like, it just feels really nice to hear, especially when you get older and you get a little bit more sentimental. It definitely. No, I, I totally feel that Chris coming in the chat here saying, uh, look at most of the older guys in Japan. Most of them have had to change up their movesets just to adjust to what their bodies are telling them very much so that is definitely a uh, a thing that you have to do you have to in this business mm-hmm. and then joe is um joe go to the bathroom quick grab that uh, paper towel and rub the nose for a minute i, I think there's some brown spots on it uh, you're literally one of the nicest guys I've met in this crazy world we call pro wrestling. And he is directing that at you, Parrish. Well, I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, like, and, and then just to kind of, like, tie this back towards Bobby Lashley. I mean, I'm sure he gets this just as much because we've seen who he is, whether it's on the Broken Skull Sessions with Steve Austin. And uh, I even heard it in a... I'm trying to remember who said it, Um, but they said, and it might have been Bully Ray. I want to say Bully Ray just because I remember his name putting it out there, but he said one of the things that, oh, no, it might have been Kevin Nash. Okay. Uh, Somebody like that. Anyway, uh, I could be wrong on both names, by the way. (laughs) But the whole thing is the reason why guys like Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley can't be Brock Lesnar is they're two legitimately nice people. And that wasn't a shot. But it showcases that there's a level of person that sometimes, like, sometimes I can hold you back. Yes. Because you might not be able to go there. And, like, you saw it on the Steve Austin Broken Skull session. Like, even Lashley said, like, he was in the military sometimes. Like, he loves to, like, be aggressive and fight and stuff like that. Of course. But he just, he doesn't instigate it. He's not that guy. And... I think a guy like Lesnar is. So, I mean, and I think that's kind of where he was getting at. But, I mean, 
this is also kind of going back to Lesnar. You can, or sorry, to Lashley. Lashley, yeah. This is kind of why it's, you know, he's probably getting that perception because you look at all the things he's not, nobody says a bad word about working with the guy. And that that's the ultimate form of respect. I agree. Something else that I'm respecting right now is New Japan. New mm-hmm. Japan Pro Wrestling has a uh, show out called Strong, New Japan Strong. And uh, the latest card has come out for New Japan Strong, which is only three matches. But this feels like really like stacked um, for New Japan right now. So uh, I'm going to go through the three matches here, and I want your opinions on this. So uh, courtesy of the New Japan Pro Wrestling's official website, says that this is the first matchup. Greg Sharp and Jacob Austin Young versus the <laughs> West Coast Wrecking Crew, Royce Isaacs and Jarrell Nelson. They're going to open up the action for Strong. The debuting Greg Sharp is coming in to take on the West Coast Wrecking Crew, which I think is pretty damn cool to be able to see somebody like greg sharp um that's a name that i recognize uh jacob austin young is not Mm -hmm. but i do recognize as well the west coast wrecking crew so it's really great to see them together as a tag team going through i mean that's that's pretty freaking awesome and i think i i remember the name greg sharp because he um he was a, a student of Brian Kendrick. Okay. So, match number two includes a Japanese and a North American wrestler. Um, Yuya Yumura is taking on Christopher Daniels, which I think is absolutely fantastic to see Christopher Daniels still being able to go out there. He is definitely a veteran in this business. He is somebody that I know has always done what he can to give back to the younger generation. Um, So I'm very interested to actually see this. The main event, we are going to have Rocky Romero taking on Shingo Tagagi. yeah, Shingo had a fantastic match against El Fantasmo uh, just recently uh, in New York City, which was killer. It was freaking killer. So, New Japan coming strong, no pun intended, but yes, pun intended. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the New Japan work? and roster and the guys that they're able to use like this i think so like i am not the world's biggest new japan watcher or fan however i do try to keep on top as much as i can and a lot goes back to the conversation we had yesterday um in the sense of it's hard for me to get influenced by the people that I just don't have a lot to relate to in the right. sense it's hard for me to attach onto Japanese wrestlers as more than, you know, like Canadian or American wrestlers. Not so much because of like what they look like or stuff like that, but yeah, right. there is no, definitely no. a style difference um and really just 
there's there's just something that make there's a line that just it's hard for me to attach emotionally to something that I just don't understand, and that is the Japanese culture. Um, Understandable. But needless to say, like I respect Japanese wrestling so much because I feel if you were to if you wanted to reignite your passion for you know stiff wrestling, strong style type wrestling, and you kind of get a little bit bored of the the sports entertainment style that we're used to. This is where you go, and a lot of people tend to go there because it makes them feel like their first day again training where everything hurt, and they right. kind of like that because there's you know we're messed up human beings. Let's just put it out there in the. But I love it because they create so many new stars that AEW, WWE, Impact are looking to steal on a daily basis. Right. And nobody talks about the fact that this is where we're doing it. I mean, you look at at people like Shinsuke, again, like somebody I just said was on NXT, Asuka, Kairi Sane, uh, just to name a few of the people that we know came from the Japanese style. And I know they're not, the girl's not necessarily that, but you're seeing Bullet Club become such a huge thing in North America. And where did that originate? New Japan. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and uh, right. I have a, <laughs> we ripped them off on a stable out here too. <laughs> I totally ripped them off with this. Uh, totally did. So, I like it because, like, but there's also a lot of people that don't get a fair shot, like a Chase Owens, and I know who you're good friends with. Like, yeah. he just never got that shot out here, but right. he's a star out there. Oh, yeah. Uh, Juice Robinson was another one Yes. that I thought just flourished. Hell, Kenny Omega was a icon out there. And right. this is somebody that had a hard time adjusting to the sports entertainment style. Thank yeah. God for AEW because he was allowed to do his style in North America that people loved. But, yeah. Um, so that that's me kind of yeah. not answering your question, but answering your question, if that no, makes no, sense. You totally, you totally uh, did what you needed to do, and I appreciate that. Joe's comment here says, maybe with that uh, working relationship, we could see Brock have another match over in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Well, I know that yesterday we kind of talked a little bit about that um, working relationship between New Japan and the WWE, but um, we have to put that on hold for now because, well, really, we don't know if this is going to be happening now, um, considering... I'm just going to interrupt you for one second. Speaking of holding on to stuff, you're definitely going to do that once you see what Mandy Rose is wearing tonight at NXT. I got some homework to do afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes, I am a single heterosexual male. I like seeing pretty girls. Yes. Um, So... I wasn't going to touch on this, but I will touch on it just briefly here. We don't Mm -hmm. know if this working relationship is actually going to continue to happen right now, considering Mm -hmm. the date that was supposed to be for Carl Anderson to be going over to New Japan is the same day that the Saudi show is happening, and now the OC is actually booked in a match 
on that card. <laughs> so Saudi to Japan, you're still looking as about 13 hours. There's no way in hell that he's going to be able to do that travel. No. Realistically, so, do we think Carl Anderson is still going to defend that championship or will they just take it off him? I think it's just going to be stripped of him. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that, that he's going to be going back and over there and working. Um, unfortunately, I don't think so. And I think that that's really going to put a, uh, a wedge between any type of working relationship that could happen between new japan and the wwe after all of this bullshit happens joe minoru suzuki versus brock lesnar would be amazing i would love to see it ed coming in here hey guys good to see you ed ed you know that you are also welcome on this program anytime that you are available shingo and brock would be beautiful it would be textbook perfection i mean it would also be nice to see the war like the war raiders kind of go back at at one point or just like a lot of the tag teams like even good brothers like i don't get maybe good brothers are a bad example because they are a lot more recent as as we as you mentioned carl anderson right. is the iwgp never uh openly champion but yep. you know it's just like these are just other like imagine if like shinsuke and Shingo had a match nowadays. Like, stuff like that would be fun. Or Suzuki and Shinsuke. Or what about, like, Randy Orton and Minoru Suzuki? I would love it. Oh. What about Gunther and Suzuki? I could be down. Yeah, Dragunov out there. See, Dragunov does not get talked about enough. No. Matt guy is a tough man. Yeah. Yeah. Joe's throwing out some more different ideas mm -hmm. here. Gargano and uh, Himoru Takahashi. That would be good as well. The best coming in saying, I thought there was a wedge six years ago when the WWE raided the New Japan roster and took AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura, and the Good Brothers. Yeah, and that was a while ago. Don't forget ago. Finn Balor as well right right he was a leader of the bullet club mm -hmm. over in japan see there definitely was that wedge there uh six years ago but working relationships can always change and i was really hoping that this was going to be a change i hope somehow some way some universe can be figured out to allow carl to go over and still defend that championship and drop it or whatever he needs to do so that that line of communication is left open now, now was it really like real heat or was there just like that minor like man can these guys just leave us alone type heat but in the long haul like in the open picture the big picture like you you are aware that like okay like i get why they're doing this no it like, was a pissed off no i know like it, it was like like it was but, it was real heat but like I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that they're at least on that open indication. Like they can't be like that stubborn to not understand that. Oh, these guys are leaving because there's going to be a lot more opportunity and money coming that way too. No, de definitely not, right? But you're taking their—they were their, like big stars at that time. 
Yeah, but like my thing is like, okay, there might have been like that heat where like, oh, they're mad that they're always gutting them, but then there's like, is it gru like gr like grudge worthy heat that there's going to be lasting over a decade? Like something exactly. like Vincent and Bruno San Martino had, like that was a grudge, right? And I don't think yes. this was like that type of heat. I think it was just more of like when WCW stole Hall and Nash because of the money and then Brett. And then, then there's like, man, these guys can go F themselves. Right. right yeah. But... Yeah. I mean, that's exactly what it was, right? It was more like a, are you freaking kidding me right now? Like, I'm so pissed off with you. And then like the next week, it's like, ah, you know what? We'll get through this. Like that's that's the kind of like yeah. heat that there was, right? But it was still in the back of their mind, that, like New Japan's mind, going, "Hey, they did this to us when you know they took our, our like our top stars." Um, but like there was no real grudge, and yeah, Joe, like right now there isn't any heat between the WWE and New Japan as of right now, and I'm hoping that there doesn't become any heat between them. Something that uh, got a lot of people really heated. Um, as announced, I believe it was yesterday, which really affects Austin Creed or Xavier mm -hmm. Woods, as you may know him, is that the television channel G4 TV is shutting down once again, less than a year after its relaunch. So Xavier Woods was hoping to live out his dream when it was announced that G4 TV was being resurrected. Um, he did host several shows on the network, even incorporating different uh, wrestlers in the last year. Mm -hmm. And uh, then after, after the network launched or relaunched, right, Comcast decided to make the decision to pull the plug on the network. And the news was actually released on Sunday, October 16th. So Xavier Woods gave his thoughts on this so the initial thoughts of his says i just don't understand why they couldn't tell anybody just say hey we're gonna make an announcement don't say anything this is what's going on like we found out on twitter come on that's how that's how woods found out <laughs> right so pissed off a lot of people uh, a lot of people that really enjoyed the program um yeah yeah what, what what do you think about comcast uh destroying g4 tv once again this this is a thing where sometimes i wish you would see corporations like this talk to other corporations about possibly trading assets right. because okay sometimes like and you see this a lot in the times in television where uh and I, I know this happened with Brooklyn Nine-Nine, where they got dropped by one network, and then right away, there was an outlash and backlash because a lot of people love the show, and then another one scooped it up. Um, so, like, if you don't want to have something with you, like, just don't take it away from everyone else and just end it. See, try to sell it off to somebody, and then maybe they can do it. And I, I, would, I would like this world to be less dickish. <laughs> right about this stuff because right. it would be nice to see business people thinking what's good for people not just what's good for their wallet or what's what's simpler for their mindset because they might be just too stupid and idiotic to know what to do with something and it's okay if you don't know what to do with something but right. at the same time like 
find someone that can and just don't end like a dream like to me this is like just crushing dreams of people for, just because you don't get it so joe you're gonna have to actually send me that clip because i am not exactly sure but apparently this this person here this female named frosk uh her rant ended the channel quicker than it got started he says she basically called the entire viewer base uh, a bunch of perverts um so yeah, send me that clip when you have a chance to. I'd uh, I'd very much so be interested in seeing that. So I'm just I'm just upset because Woods uh, was really starting to have a really good thing uh, once again going, especially after um, it was it was brought back out that the WWE superstars could go and do other things to make extra money. I really hope that. Um, I really hope that he finds somewhere to land that will take on him as well as the uh, programs that he had. So that's, mm -hmm. that's, that's my biggest hope there. So I do want to just very quickly bring up for everyone here coming up very soon. It's not going to be the magic hour, but it's going to be the extra turn with mighty Joe it's the Brothers War Commander set. He is going to be doing an unboxing of it on the release day. And we're going to try to have that posted the same day or possibly the following day for that. So that is going to be some upcoming content that you are going to be able to see and find over on Turnbuckle Studios YouTube page. What a beautiful photo of Joe, by the way. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, I'll put that back up there for a second. And uh, Joe Joe created that himself. <laughs> he did. He he chose that photo. It's not like I had my hand in I'm, it. I'm not even him. joking, though. I think it's awesome. Like, it's it's always <laughs> nice when I get to see, like, Joe happy and excited about something. Right? I love that. I love that. Something that I'm happy and excited about is Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho is signing a three-year contract <laughs> extension with All Elite Wrestling. Something that I didn't think was going to happen, to be honest with you. I thought that we were actually going to see him uh, go back to the WWE at some point. Uh, Joe and Chris, I did receive those. Thank you to both of you for uh, sending me some video clips here in regards to uh, what we were just talking about. It looks to be the same clip, but I do thank you for that. I'm happy that Jericho is still going to be uh, still going to be wrestling. Um, he's keeping uh, all elite in his back pocket uh, through December, 2025. Um, I'm, I'm just, I'm just really happy about it. And in, in, in addition to performing, he is also, going to be taking on additional responsibilities as producer and a creative advisor for AEW as well within this new contract. I think that that is fantastic because Jericho uh, is definitely one of the goats in this business mm -hmm. and his mind is definitely one that needs to be picked when it comes to stuff like creative. So I'm happy about that. I mean, yeah, and I think there's a lot of people that, you know, know him best for his run in WWF slash WWE, and that's right. fine. Um, see, like, and, and this is, like, it was funny because I was actually thinking about this just the other day, and I was like, 
I want I know he's a musician. I know that I'm like and I wanted to ask him this question. I'm like, when you go to a concert, do you ever get nostalgic in the sense of you want them just to play one specific song from back in their uh in their playlist that maybe they don't play as much anymore? And if that's the case, I want him I, I would want that to spiral spiral into the question of like, could you then understand why the fans for one last time don't want to hear you come out to Judas. They want to hear you come out to break the walls down. Right. Because I think to me, that theme song to me resonates Chris Jericho. Oh yeah. Um, I don't, th- I don't think of Judas as, you know, what does the sound, what's, what's the sound of Chris Jericho? I think of Judas as a sound like probably Fozzie's greatest song and will go down as their greatest song um, that he also helped use professional wrestling to make that song even bigger. Right. Because he's smart enough to know how to do that. Um, but. Yeah. It's a, uh, so like, I don't know, like to me, it's, it's unfortunate that we won't see him in entering in WWE anymore. And I don't think we will. I think he will flat out finish his in-ring career in AEW. And I, he gets to choose that. That is nobody else's decision but his own. Right. But I do believe you will see him in WWE once again because I do believe he will be taken that Hall of Fame. Like, oh, yeah. I, I think he'll say yes to that, and I think one day we'll see that. And I really hope when they do it, they allow us to have a countdown and do all that jazz and make it fun and just give us that nostalgic one last time. I and I think that's too. the perfect way to, like, okay, say goodbye to Chris Jericho in that sense. I think it would be the fantastic way to do it. I definitely do. But, I mean, if you're like the Dante Martins of AEW, if you're the MJFs, if you're, you know, the Hangman Adam Pages, if you're the Wardloads, if you're that younger Darby Allen too, even though he has a pretty solid guy that he asks for advice every time right, right. beside. Um, no, I mean, these are guys that you're just... Like, they need to sponge off this guy because he is not... Yeah, like, in my opinion, the GOAT. He's, in my opinion, the greatest Canadian professional wrestler of all time. Um, But he's also a guy that knew how to stay relevant every single year he made it big in wrestling. Like, for the past 30 years, he was always involved. Yeah. Always reinventing himself. (laughs) It was absolutely fantastic. Fantastic. The best comes in and says, I need Fozzie to release their cover of ACDC's TNT. The weekend Carl and I went to SummerSlam. We went to see Fozzie live and they rocked that song. Yes, they did. Um, it is available out there. I believe I have found it on my uh, YouTube music. I believe that I have found it there and uh, I think I have it downloaded, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. I think coming up, we're going to have um, a very large download of an episode happening. Season two. Fourth episode. October 26th. is going to be titled Denial or Death on Denial. Where we are going to see Liv Morgan be part of usa network's chucky series i think that that is absolutely fantastic 
Um, she actually uh, watched season one and she was so excited for it. She loved it. She loved the writing. She loved seeing like Chucky in modern day society doing the same things he did uh, when, you know, Liv Morgan was growing up. So she now has the opportunity to be part of the show. She actually had, um, she was put in touch with uh, Don Mancini, uh, the show's creator. And he was gracious enough to uh, hop onto a Zoom call and uh, let her read a script and kind of go from there, which is absolutely fantastic. I am happy to see it. And um, I, I can't wait to, uh, to see this episode. I actually have not seen any of this show but i am excited to actually see this and i'm going to take a look at it are you going to take a look i mean i haven't watched the show and i don't watch a lot of tv but i mean i'll definitely see what she does i mean i think anytime you see anybody in professional wrestling do something outside of wrestling you're always curious to see you know how it looks how it's done oh yeah and what maybe what she wears it might be a thing too yeah it might be our last topic for the day is again somebody doing something that is outside of the world of professional wrestling and something that we really haven't seen very much of and i'm talking about somebody writing an autobiography okay so yes i know chris jericho batista hogan um mankind uh, or mick foley bret hart hulk hogan the rock all of these different names, um, Garrick Bischoff, all of these people have done different autobiographies. But what we rarely see is one coming from a woman. Mm-hmm. So we now have a her very her very first autobiography entitled Jesse Cressa is ODB One Dirty Bitch. More than three hundred pages of text book is going to go through and uh, reflect on her life before wrestling ventures into ovw moving over to tna and so much more i am very much so excited for this and i am definitely going to be buying it mick foley contributed to the forward of the book al snow right wrote a uh, the guest passage on it um other quotes and guest passages from like uh lisa marie veron um jimmy hart tracy brooks so a whole bunch of different names that are actually helping and contributing to her as well and she actually says that she wants to see more female stars writing autobiographies Mm -hmm. what are your thoughts on more females getting into the game of writing autobiographies well, I think it's very important that when you when you hear a, a female wrestler saying they want to help inspire the next generation, this is definitely a very key form because how many times have you bought a book of, your, of a wrestler and it's drawn you into them a little bit more? And I know I can say that first off with Goldust and his book um, because okay. that was a beautiful book and I just really wanted to hear it. William Regal, was like his was amazing. Um, just kind of, you know, just because it's here, I have nine of my kids. Um, so like, it's a great way to showcase your stories, your struggles, your achievements, um, and just everything that shaped you to be who you are. 
um, in that world. And if maybe one person can be like, you know what, like I've had the same issues or I've had the same kind of struggles, like that's a great way to reach out and kind of touch someone without really knowing. Um, so yeah, like it's a huge thing. And like when you think about if you want to go out and inspire people, you have to look at all ventures about it. So like it, it's it's definitely reassuring that she is doing this. It's even more reassuring that she is actually on the forefront of letting the women know, look, we need to do more things like this because sometimes a book gets overlooked in 2022. Yep. <laughs> definitely it does. Chris saying that uh, Jimmy Kaderis's book is one yeah. that he'll never forget. Um, yeah, I have not uh, read that one as of yet. I'm not a big reader, to be honest with you. Um, but I do have a collection of different books that, uh, you know, some of them I have read the, uh, to be the band, um, the Ric Flair book definitely mm -hmm. is one that I have read, uh, cover to cover. Um, Jimmy Kadera is talking, uh, you know, his chapter on Owen, o Owen Hart we're talking about there. Um, I'm sure is probably very emotional, uh, considering I know that they had a, uh, a little bit of a connection, um, mm -hmm. within the time that Owen was still alive. So. That's all I've got for everyone today. Again, just just trying to put out there different things that you may not be hearing from some of the bigger mainstream type of shows and news places that are putting shit out for you. Chris, I thank you so much, even though it got off to a little bit of a weird, rocky start. Um, it definitely was an issue with Melon, so I'm going to have to remember that and see what I can do to figure that out and maybe contact Melon and let them know about the issue um yeah thank you so much for joining me here today uh, i know 1010 you and the natural astrid are going to be coming out with your nxt show 1010 eastern let's just oh time zones are important believe me yes <laughs> 1010 est yeah. yes what else have you got going on um, I also am in the works of just, you know, prepping for the, the return of the sixth episode of Bustin' Out on Sunday. Um, I know there's more projects coming in. I know you and I are both busy trying to get the shaping up of our amazing debut of our local establishment. Uh, started yes. uh, next Monday on October 24th, where I believe Paramindful is kicking it off um with the very first episode so you want to check that out as much as you want so uh yeah i'm uh, just trying to get uh more progress done on the twitch on both sides mine and our, <laughs> on the ole pods so yeah that's what i have going on beautiful i very much so appreciate that there is always a lot that is going on and uh i'm i'm very much happy that uh, we've got so much that we are doing um I'm definitely excited for Paramindful coming out. And uh, Joe, you are so welcome. Um, thank mm -hmm. you very much for giving me that uh, so that I could do that little graphic for you. I don't believe that um, I am doing things right here when it comes to trying to raid. So I'm going to have to figure that out a little well, bit. Let, let, let's, let's make sure you're going into your stream manager or that. I'm there. Yeah, and then on the right, you're going to have some notifications. And one should be Raid Channel. And then you get to hit that, pick which one you want, and then you can start the raid. I don't have that. 
raids. Okay, it shows that, that that's... Look at me assisting that. someone on the Twitch, and I'm still right? learning this thing. Woo! Stream manager. I'm learning. I've got the activity feed. I've got a chat. I've got duration, views, and followers. Uh, that's it. So maybe I, I'm maybe I'm not able to do it just yet. Okay, let me. Maybe I actually need uh, more followers. No, no. Are you on your dashboard? Yeah. Okay, so you want to go into that stream manager. Yep, right there. Stream manager. Yeah, and then on the right... Are you doing it on your phone or your desktop right now? Phone. Okay, that is going to be different because I've never done it before on my phone. Um, okay, because it says that you should be able to do it in the chat as well by doing slash raid... Are you able, by chance, to check, to check onto your desktop with it? Yeah, let me take a look. Let me see here. Hmm. Gotta love live to streaming, Jericho people. Versus Dalton Castle, right? Right. Oh, Dalton Castle so all of underrated. You are learning with me. I I wish that NXT like before the 2.0 change, we actually saw Dalton Castle, because I thought he would have been fantastic. Yeah, me too. Me too. I still remember his feud with Bobby Fish and Ring of Honor, and it was just so much fun. Like, their promos were so entertaining. Oh, yeah, very much so. Okay, let me go into my... Here we go. And just so people let can... Uh, where, if they forget where, you know, taking over is taking place, it is happening on twitch.com slash thechrisparish at 1010 Eastern, 805 in the Alberta time. Which is, I believe, Mountain. See, I'm still not seeing anything for Raid. Yeah, go to that, that stream manager. And then on the right, there should be like a bunch of little buttons and things. One should say Raid a channel. How do I get to the stream manager? I'm on the stream looking at myself. Are you on, are you on your dashboard right now? Uh, let me go back to... I'm at the main screen. So you gotta you gotta get into your dashboard, and then. Okay, so here. That takes me over to settings. Let me go. Uh, creator dashboard. Yeah. Okay, creator dashboard. All right, I am there. And then on the right, you should have all these little buttons. On the right-hand side, creator updates, notifications, whispers. Uh, no, I am not seeing it. It says, you're live. Yes, I know I'm live. Oh, it's, I have to go to the stream manager, you said. Yeah. There we yeah. go. Yeah. Raid channel. Holy shit. That is absolutely insane to have to do all of that to get in there there are two viewers that's that what she got. said all right two viewers that we've got on the twitch stream here i am going to send both of you over 
and then I want you to let me know if it works afterwards, mm -hmm. please. I am going to finish out everything here. Check out Rogue Energy, rogueenergy.com. Click that uh, QR code down at the bottom right there. Use the promo code OLEPODS, pluralized, and get yourself 10% off your entire purchase over there. Follow me on my socials at TBTalkPod or on my personal Twitter page at KCarafel. Thank you so much, and uh, we'll see you guys on the next one. Remember, everyone, the world's a scary place. Take care of each other.